like a bomb Class isn't over, it's just begun So get up, neighborhood, 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 scum A bitch from a bitch, dip, this dip side I watch fights, I watch fights, earn free time Apocalypse style, instead of gonna run It's just a million dollars, it's a ring on nine to Watching sheds break it too Respite destroy it No surprises Just to see despair in a mad dog's eyes I hold it, I hold it, I hold it for a while I stare, I stare, I'm mad cause I'm right up You're a portrait of a limb There is energy, I find a refuge in a camp In a barren lost city All right, you're listening to Burning Trash, comic book reviews and commentaries with me, Jasper. Uh, this, uh, the episode, this episode can be found at comicbooknoise.com. Uh, Burning Trash is always sponsored by Plan 9 Print. Go to plan9print.com and place an order for stickers for your band, business website, or podcast. The song we just heard was uh, Clockwork Orange by Rancid from a CD, um, which I can't find, but I was able to download it, um, called B and C Sides. I really like that song a lot. So, so cool. Um... Well, thanks for listening. Welcome to all new listeners. Um, I hope I do okay. Um, this is still something I'm trying to figure out, <laughs> the comic book thing. If you don't know, I do another podcast. Um, I have a, a couple others that I do. I do one called the Plan 9 Rock Show where I play punk and rock and roll. And uh, that can be found at Plan9Print.com, although Plan9Print.com is down at the moment. And I do another one called Good Clean Fun. And uh, that is a show that I do with the co-host over Skype. And uh, that happens every week. And uh, that is a fun show. And um, you can find that show, all the archives, at goodcleanfunshow.com or uh, go to goodcleanfunspace.com. Goodcleanfunspace.com. Like MySpace. Hey, MySpace. Good Clean Fun Space. All right, cool. Um, so today, um, the book I'd like to speak about is um, it's a Batman miniseries that came out over the last year. Uh, maybe it started in, it start in 2007. Uh, let's say it started in 2007. Gotham Underground. It's a nine-issue miniseries. So, I go to the comic store every week, every Wednesday, every week, you know, 
And um, I mainly do it because I'm not the type of person that um, orders stuff in advance and previews. Although what I do is um, every time previews comes into a comic store, I um, I do I look at it and I um, I'll order the trades through previews. So um, when I order a trade, I don't know what the previews are like. Are they three months and stuff solicited three months or four months in advance? But um, yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Um, when I order a trade, when it comes in, it's like Christmas or something. You know, it's like because I order like um, let's see, I don't buy. Uh, the books I read that I, I the books I only read through trade that but that I would normally buy monthly are um, just the Batman title the detec the detective title and Daredevil, and then there was this one that I saw in previews I guess a couple months ago Gotham Underground it was a nine issue miniseries and um I would see this on the shelf every week or every I'm sorry every month and um, it looked really really interesting I flipped through it a couple times the art's good. Um, I didn't know if the story was good or not. I didn't like it was one of those things where wow, this is so cool. I don't even want to flip through the whole thing just to like, you know, I don't want to spoil anything for myself. So, um when I saw that it was solicited and available as as a trade, um I ordered it and uh, to my surprise, it was available last Wednesday. Um and um since like I started doing this show, which, uh, you know, isn't saying a lot. I haven't done that many of these shows. And um, if you're a new listener, th again, thanks for listening to the show and giving me a chance. Um, now, since I started doing this show, like, ma I mainly read trades or either that or I read, like, story arcs that, like, you know, would be a trade. And um, I've really um, struggled with the idea of, um, or, you know, the way I want to present, like, uh, the way I do things on the show is to, like, um, you know, whether I want to be spoiler-free or not spoiler-free, and, um, you know, and then how, how does that affect the way I review these books and speak on the show, because I'm not really completely comfortable as a solo speaker as it is. Um, right now I'm just kind of speaking from my mind. I'm not, like, uh, doing a book report, like, which is what the show is. When I start digging in, you'll see uh, I'm going to start stumbling over things. Um, so, no, but anyways, um, so yeah, I've really struggled with the idea of, um, doing a, doing a show where I speak about a book that's either, that, um, is spoiler-free or non-spoiler-free. Um, the last review I did was on, what was that on? Oh my gosh, I'm drawing a blank. I can't even think of the last, oh, it was, um, it was on Rogue's Revenge. It was on, uh, the three-issue miniseries for Final Cri that ties in with Final Crisis, Rogue's Revenge, and, um... I reviewed um, the first two books, and it was a three-issue miniseries, and I thought that was kind of well because um, I thought it went well because um, I didn't have the last issue, so it wasn't even I didn't know how it was going to end, and I still haven't read the last issue, although I have it. So um, what I did, I thought that worked well, and I felt comfortable about that show. So um, I'm going to give it another go. Um, this show I'm going to do again. I'm going to speak about Gotham Underground. It's a Batman miniseries. Um, I've gotten through like five of the chapters, which is roughly halfway. And um, yeah, like I said, I got it in on uh, Wednesday. Actually, it's two Wednesdays ago. Now that I think of it, and um, it's kind of like a you know, surprise, a nice surprise for me. So this book was written by. Um, it's got really nice artwork, extraordinarily nice artwork. Um, I guess that was partially do the colors and the inks. I wasn't going to say who inks it and who colored it, but um, let me look. Let's look at this page. It was written by uh, Frank Thierry, and I have no idea what Frank Thierry has done. And uh, it was penciled by Jay Calafiore, and I have no idea what he has done. Inks were done by Jack Purcell, 
with the help of with the help of Mark McKenna, and I feel like I've recognized uh, Mark McKenna and other stuff before, and Jay Calafiore. Colorist Brian Reber. Covers by Jay Calafiore and Brian Reber. All right, cool. Um, so let's see. On the cover of this book, it is um, it's kind of a really cool cover, and I'll be really surprised if they don't make a poster of it because it's got like every single Batman hero, like and foe, that you can think of on the cover. We see um, we see Batman, uh, Robin, Nightwing, Batgirl. Um, I don't know if we see the question. Uh, we see Firebug. We see Man Bat. We see Oracle, Huntress, Killer Croc, Matches Malone. My, well, no, I love it when Bruce Wayne is Matches Malone. Uh, Batgirl, Catwoman. Um, this new guy who I'm not completely familiar with, Tobias Whale, who um, is a gang lord from uh, Metropolis. Uh, we see the Mad Hatter. We see this other guy who is a main player in the story, which I don't know his name. Um, Razagul and Talia. The, oh, we do see the question. Uh, I think we, is that King Tut? I think it is. And um, Bane. Um, I don't know the name of the new ventriloquist, but the ventriloquist. Uh, Two-Face. And Hugo Strange. And now here's a thing. Hugo Strange is in this issue, and I thought that he died back in the 70s during the Marshall Rogers story arc that everyone goes uh, bonkers over. And then we have um, Scarecrow, Lockdown, Penguin, Spoiler, and Commissioner Gordon. Now, who does that leave out? That leaves out um, Poison Ivy, Mr. Freeze, and the Joker, and those are all wanted posters sitting by Commissioner Gordon. So let's see, the story digs in, and um, it starts out with um, Man Bat getting apprehended and Commissioner Gordon on top of the uh, Gotham City Police Department building by the by the bat signal. And Robin sneaks up on him, and Commissioner Gordon kind of, uh, uh, he kind of uh, criticizes Robin. You know, like, he can tell that it wasn't Batman sneaking up on him. He can tell that it was Robin, and he's like, you know, he's like, you're not as good as your associate, quote unquote. And he goes, uh, I was kind of wishing it was one of your associates. Like, uh, like there was uh, Commissioner Gordon's really having trouble right now because um, what's going on is um, he says that all the gang leaders um, are uh, there's rumblings and there's like uh, let's see what I'll say the word that he uh, uses. Um, he says since Black Mass died, um, no one knows how to claim the territory. And now here's the thing too. I after reading War Games, I'm a huge fan of the Black Mask, and um, I was kind of bummed out to hear that he died. So I went on Wikipedia and I found out what happened. And I guess um, in a Catwoman issue, she killed him. So um, it says, okay, Commissioner Gordon says, crime activity has erupted these past few months since Black Mask's death. Since Black Mask's death. With no apparent successor to his throne, all the gangs are jockeying for his position. Alright, so there you go. Um, and then it continues to Penguin's Club, and um, someone get bo gets bounced out of the building by Matches Malone. My favorite, uh, yeah, it's uh, in case you're unaware. Matches Malone is um, Bruce Wayne's third identity, or second identity, I guess you could say. You could say he's Bruce Wayne, he's Batman, and... Uh, Finally, he's Matches Malone. 
And when Bruce Wayne just matches Malone, it's just, it's comical. It's so funny. And that's another thing. This book is really fun. It's, uh, it's not too grim yet, at least. There, no, there are some scenes. No, there's some, there's some serious uh, carnage in this book. Don't get me wrong. But um, it, it nods. It like gives a nod. To, like it has all the classic characters. Um, yeah, and all the stuff like uh, stuff that you like to see. Everything you like about the Batman books is in this book. Like the um, the Gotham City Police Department. Like those blimps that go over top of uh, the city. Like that are in the, like the cartoon. Those are going on throughout the book. Like flying through Gotham, like looking for crime. You know, which is really weird. And it's like a Kind of something maybe, I don't know when blimps patrolled crime, like was it, I don't know if it was the 40s and they're trying to keep the, a timeless theme going on with the Batman book or what, whatever. Um, but Matches Malone, when Bruce, <laughs> when Bruce dresses as Matches Malone, he wears a pair of shades and then he wears a fake mustache and then uh, this, this uh, really gaudy um, suit jacket and, uh, and he puts a match in his mouth as a toothpick. That makes Matches Malone. So good times. Uh, I love Matches Malone. Okay, and then um, so yeah, so that's at that's at the Penguins Club. And then um, here's another weird thing about this book. This book was coming out. I'll drink. I have to take a drink. I'm sorry. This book was coming out all during the uh, Final Crisis stuff. Like you know, as you can imagine, you know the Final Crisis and the Countdown stuff. And um, <clears throat> and even like that suicide, um, what in Salvation Run, and then um, yeah, yeah, Salvation Run kind of crossed in the countdown a little bit, and then there was a Suicide Squad miniseries, which um, I started reading that and I didn't like it, um, so I stopped reading it midway. Um, but no, they're making reference to um, Salvation Run in this book, which is kind of weird because um, I thought that this book was like a standalone story. I didn't think it had anything to do with anything that was going on with DC continuity at the time. And um, they're making reference to Suicide Squad and Salvation Run. And the, um, what are they calling it? The Underground Railroad. You know, the Penguin is uh, supposedly has some kind of Underground Railroad where he's, uh, you know, they uh, the word, word is out on the street, the Suicide Squad is apprehending criminals and putting them somewhere. And Penguin is harboring some kind of underground railroad. So, okay, let me just finish with my notes here just to see where I... Uh, okay. All right, so um, Penguin's Club is raided. Um, you know, Suicide Squad takes away all the masked, like, known criminals. And then um, Matches Malone is on the spot, you know. So um, they arrest him as well, and they throw him in Blackgate. And um, someone pays off. Um, there's this really cool scene, okay? First of all, someone uh, hands uh, one of the guards a lot of money. And then, um, you know, they do the, you know what to do. They're like, okay, you know, yeah, I'll make sure it gets done type of thing. And um, and then there's, uh, there's a really cool frame and, like, while, yeah, there's a really cool frame and setup and scene um, of a rat going through a jail cell and um, running into, like, a pair of feet and a, like you know a piece of glass and a hand grabs the rat and squeezes the life out of it and then um, the same hand grabs a piece of glass and scratches a um, puts a cut in his face and that's the that's Mr. Zaz and um, it just shows like you know every time he kills something he has to cut himself and that's his whole thing now here's the thing too about Mr. Zaz 
I the only thing I know about him is the only time I've ever seen him in action <clears throat> or shall I say in inaction has been um, in these Batman stories he's always in jail he is never they never let him out and they never let him do anything they never there's never been a story that's revolved around that character he's always just been this creep that uh, has cuts all over his body and um, he's also a really cool character and he's in this as well so um so that's kind of cool to see him so someone uh, he gets paid off to um, to shiv uh, matches Malone um, in Blackgate and um, and I always thought um, I think they're in Blackgate too that's the thing I think they're in Blackgate and I think that Mr. Zaz is always in um, Arkham Asylum if I could be uh, you know shave uh, you know whatever they say cut hairs um, so yeah, so Mr. Zaz does get let does get let out because uh, one of the one of the guards does get paid off to let him out to shiv matches Malone and um, you know he attempts to but um, he's unsuccessful uh, although he does cut him and um, the guards see what's going on what the commotion is and they take matches Malone away and they put him uh, they put him in the uh, you know in the emergency clinic and they start working on him because he is bleeding quite badly and. Um, a nurse comes in, or the main doctor, who is a woman. I'm just assuming it's a nurse, but no, it's a doctor actually, because they're like, you know, there's a crew, and then this one enters the room, and they're like, oh, I'm here, you know, let's do this, you know, type of thing, like to sew them up, I guess. Um, so she comes in, and she notices that <laughs> his fake mustache is peeling up, and as soon as she notices that his fake mustache is peeling up, then, uh, like, you know, it's Batman. It's not like, you know, we're talking about Batman here, you know. So, you know, as soon as he knows the fake mustache is peeling up and Batman realizes his cover is blown, although his cover isn't blown because they don't know he's Batman still, but they just he just knows that, you know, look, I can't let this happen. I'm out of here, you know. So he, like, starts a fight, you know, and he, you know, kicks, kicks ass on everyone in the room and he gets the heck out of there. And, um... I'm gonna leave it at that, man. This is, and it was really good. And then like you know, Robin's in there. Robin's in here, you know, interacting with Oracle, and it's kind of has a lot to do with Batman being absent and what the um what the you know what the crime bosses are doing while Batman is absent. And there's a new guy um who it comes in. There's two new guys, as far as I know. There's one guy. I think he's been in other stories. And then there's another guy who's like a new guy. And uh, both those guys came from Metropolis, and they're big. They're they're very important in this story. I would also I would almost compare this story to um, the Long Halloween in the way that um, the cast of characters is so diverse, and um, there are so many of them. And um, so yeah, it's just yeah. What I've read so far is really interesting, and it seems like it's only going to get better. And I'll be really bummed out if it's a letdown. So. Um, I'd recommend anyone, the trade is out, you know, so um, I'd recommend that anyone pick it up. I have an eBay store. Um, go to thistimebombisalive.com and buy it through my eBay store. Um, let me see. I think I'm done with the review. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> let me look. I might re I'll just read what's on the back just to give um, a, like kind of like a, a plot synopsis that the publisher wants you to know. Okay, Gotham's underworld will rise. Gotham City might be under Batman's protection, but what if the Dark Knight isn't there when the city needed him? With an underworld power vacuum caused by the death of the Black Mass, Gotham's gangs are running riot in the streets. 
A war is brewing between the masked supervillains and the anti-mask mobsters, led by Tobias Whale. Okay, that's the character who I'm referring to from Metropolis. I don't know if he's um, been in other stories. I think he has, but I'm not that familiar with him. Okay, and the Penguin, who supposedly went legit months ago. To confront the growing crisis, Bruce Wayne goes undercover as his gangster alter ego, Matches Malone, and ends up incarcerated in Blackgate Prison with a price on his head and no means of escape. With almost all of Batman's rogues gallery caught up in the gang war, it will take Robin, Nightwing, Oracle, and the rest of the extended Bat family to prevent Gotham from falling into utter chaos. If they fail, the next prison to wind up, the next person to wind up in the Gotham... Uh, in the under, um, I just got distracted. I'm sorry. The next, if they uh, if they fail to if they fail, the next person to wind up in underground in Gotham could be Batman himself. Okay, and then it says some words about the uh, you know, the creative team. Hard-boiled writer Frank Thierry, Batman and the Outsiders. Okay, there we go. That's who you wrote for. Joins fan favorite penciler Jay Calafiore, Green Arrow. To tell the epic story that shakes Gotham's underworld to its very depths. That's a pretty interesting description, actually. It's probably better than my podcast. So, rock and roll, man. That's uh, Gotham Underworld. Um, you know, so pick it up. I, uh, even though I gave away a lot of um, a lot of the early plot points, I think you should still pick it up. So, um, so I'm gonna end the show. If you'd like to get a hold of me, um, you know, I appreciate you listening to the show and sticking it out. Um, if you'd like to get a hold of me again, my name is Jasper. Um, Send me an email. Send it to email, or I'm sorry, send it to, that's my old email, send it to jasperplan9, that's jasperplan, N-I-N-E, at gmail.com, jasperplan9 at gmail.com. And uh, that's going to conclude the show. Um, There's a band I like a lot. I'm going to end it with a song. Um, This is a new song by... One of my favorite rock and roll bands are out right now, the Riverboat Gamblers. They just released a free download single from their new record that's going to be out in March. So this song is called A Choppy Yet Sincere Apology. Thanks so much for listening to Burning Trash. Oh, and thanks to Derek from Comic Book Noise. Go to comicbooknoise.com, listen to Comic Book Noise, and listen to all the other awesome, 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 awesome podcasts in the Comic Book Noise family, including my own, Burning Trash. All right, so here's the Riverboat Gambler song, A Choppy Yet Sincere Apology. Take care. Good times.